All right, we're recording. We're caffeinated and we're ready to roll. Entrepreneurs, it's official. Impact, ignite your potential. Time to be a fearless leader. Making an impact is what you're achieving. Yeah, yeah. Hey, step into your, step into your purpose. Giving you the insight. We know you deserve it. If you got a vision and you want more, then you were destined to be an entrepreneur. Impact, ignite your potential. Hey, impact, ignite your potential. Let's go. I'm Cassandra Butterfield, and this is Impact, where we get into the nitty-gritty of being an entrepreneur and inspire you to be fearless and make a big impact like only you can. I'm happy to have my guest, Amanda Long, the owner of Smart Marketing Squad. She teaches small businesses how to use social media and email marketing to reach customers in their local city to grow their business. Amanda has decades worth of digital marketing experience. Her background has allowed her to help small businesses apply online strategies and tactics to their local community-based businesses. Not all the online marketing tactics that others say you should do is right for your business. That's why Amanda supports small businesses like yours to get you out of the shoulds and into what actually works. I'm happy to have you here, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Your first question that I'm just going to throw at you right away. We're going to get into it. When I say be fearless, how does that resonate with you? What does it make you feel? I don't think we're ever not fearless. I think we do things with fear. And being fearless is really kind of being confident and doing things despite the fear or in spite of Mm. the fear. I love that because I think... Most people see these big entrepreneurs or these people who have started really successful businesses. They've made millions of dollars and they think that they're just fearless. They just go for it. They have no worries that sometimes they didn't even have to work for it. Instead, I think it is about jumping in with the fear. The fear is never going to leave you. It isn't. It's a new fear every step, every stage of your business. You have something new to to fear, but you do it despite that. I was just having a conversation with my mom and she goes, I don't know, this sounds scary to me. I'm like, yeah, it's scary, but I also am very excited about new offers and new things coming my way. It is scary. Every day is scary. (laughs) Absolutely. But you jump in with the fear. Thank you for sharing that. So early on in your career, you weren't necessarily in social media or media Mm -hmm. at all. No. But you did jump into it in kind of a unique way. And I think a way that everybody loves. You were a blogger. But I'll let you jump into and kind of tell us your story of becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I actually have about 15 years of being a paralegal. And, you know, being in a career, I got a degree and I was on that path, that normal quote path that we talk about being safe and having a job that pays you, that has benefits, time off, you know, that was sort of growing up. I think that's kind of what our generation heard was you should have a safe job. And so that's what we do. But then when I got into that, I just, I felt like something was missing. It didn't feel like something I wanted to do my whole life. I didn't feel like I was really making the impact in the world that I wanted to make. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I love cooking and I've always, that's been a something I've shared with my dad. He and I share recipes. We talk about baking bread and, you know, making barbecue and grilling and, you know, whatever it is, like we share recipes. So I started, my dad actually lives in Southern California and I live here. And so I started a blog to share with my family on the East Coast and with my dad. How sweet. 
And so that's how I really got started as a food blogger. And I had fun doing that. And I did that while I was working as a paralegal. And so it was just my passion at the time. But because it was small and because it was a long time ago dating myself, you know, I was bootstrapping everything. Mm. Like I had to learn how to build my own website. I had to learn how to use social media. I mean, I was using social media back in the day before Facebook even had Facebook ads. I had to learn it all. I had to, you know, work on my SEO, create content. I learned everything about social media from the ground up. And I just went out and I found other people who were doing it, teaching it. And I learned from them and I started applying things. And I started to find that I really loved that. Like I loved sharing food with other people. I love cooking for other people. So that was a natural segue into becoming a food blogger. So yeah, I did that. You know, I did that for many years while I worked at the law firm. And it was probably... It was probably like five years later before I really thought, maybe I should help other people do this. I think that's so cool because you look at what you do now and we'll get into kind of how that progressed into what you are doing now for communities. But even the food blogging, you did it to stay connected Mm -hmm. with your family. So it was all about connection from the very beginning. Yep. So now you jumped in and you started your own marketing firm. How did that come to be? And it's it's pretty fresh being on your own. It is. Yeah, I've been on my own for a little over a year now. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And that was that was a work in progress. Like that did not take that wasn't just a I made a decision and that's what I was going to do. Early on when I was still working in the legal field, I started working with the cars and farmers market because mm-hmm. I love the market. It's food related, obviously. I started writing some recipes for them and and doing things on that end. But then the lady who was managing the market, she needed some help with social and she knew I knew that. She needed some help with some website stuff. And so I just kind of slowly got into helping her with that. And then I realized, wow, maybe I can do this for other people too. And so at the the firm that I was working, the legal firm I was working at at the time, they actually gave me a really good opportunity to help them with some of their marketing. And it just kind of, it went from there. After I left the firm, I actually had like a very small stint in real estate thinking, oh, well, okay, the real estate is the best of kind of what I was doing, the legal field and marketing, and I could do both, but I soon realized I did not like that at all. (laughs) So You live and you learn. That's right. You have to make decisions, you know, that Mm -hmm. sometimes fail and that one failed, but it failed in the right way for me. It had, there was a lesson there. The journey, like had I not taken that step, I would not be where I am now. So that was sort of, that was the first leap that I took before I really got to where I was. And once I decided that's not what I wanted to do, I started working for a franchise that needed help with their marketing. And it just kind of went from there, just exploded. I had a short little time at an agency as well. And then I decided I'm going to do this on my, I'm going to be my own boss because I want to help the people I want to help. And I, I, like you said, connection is really what is important to me. And connecting our local communities and their businesses and being at an agency, knowing that these small businesses can't necessarily afford to pay somebody to do their marketing, but they still need to know it. Like that is marketing is really like the core of how well your business is going to do. If you have no marketing, you can't get your business out there. So that's, those are the people that I really, really in my heart that I want to help. And that's one of my core values is to be of service to others. I absolutely love that. And I wrote down, because I think we're going to put it on a poster somewhere (laughs) in here, but failed in the right way. Yes. That is gold. I mean, if you take anything from mm-hmm. this podcast that sometimes you fail, but it's in the right way. 
Right. It led you to where you need to be mm-hmm. and maybe even gave you that extra push yes. yep. to step out on your own because that's a big deal. So yes. what were some of the fears coming from especially a background being a paralegal? I mean, that's pretty structured. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you have your day-to-day tasks. You know what you're supposed to do. You have rules, essentially guidelines that you abide by. Yeah. And now having Smart Marketing <clears throat> Squad, you write those rules. You write the playbook and you're your own boss. So what are some of those fears you had to get over and probably still struggle with, you know, having your business now? (laughs) Just get real with us. Well, I mean, I think we always fear we're not good enough. That's probably the biggest. Like, who am I to be teaching people how to do this. I've always feared that somebody was going to find me out. They're going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about at all. Yes, yes. So that's probably one of my top fears. But I'll say, you know, being a paralegal probably provided a lot of those foundational skills for running my own business. So as a paralegal, you are the person. Basically, a paralegal is like the project manager of the firm. So you know, we get new clients, you onboard them, you create the processes, you make sure everybody is on deadline. Like if we have a filing that we have to file. So it's because it's so structured, I already have that sense of like, I need to have systems and processes. And I'm probably more system process organized oriented than the average person (laughs) because I have to be in that. And so I took that and it has really benefited me in every way. And and so I've even taken some of those skills and taught those to small business owners to help them create that structure because, you know, while marketing, you know, marketing can be overwhelming. And if you don't have systems and a structure, that's it's really hard to do. In the small business world, you do see a lot of the planning, the structural stuff. It's not always in the passion that nope. they have to open that business. So Very that, rarely is it in the Exactly. Passion. So you having that side of the paralegal and the structure, but also the creative side, mm-hmm. that's extremely beneficial to a small business. Yeah, it is. It's. I'm lucky to have the passion in both ends of it and being able to tap into both of that and teach people that. That's what I love is like if I can help somebody make something easier for them, and that's my whole goal with every piece of marketing that, that I teach is how to make it easier for them versus, oh, you need one more thing to do. So within that, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I latched on to your guiding principle in your business. Tell us a little bit, how did that come to be and why is that important in leading your business? Yeah, so my guiding principle is just, you know your business the best. You know what's good for it. You know what's working. So don't try to do all these other things that people are telling you that you should be doing because every business is different and it doesn't mean that your way, like somebody else's way is what's right for your business. And so I just have people build it little by little. You know, there's definitely core foundational things that you should be doing in, in your business, but you don't have to do all those things, especially in the noisy world of marketing and social media. There's all new features every freaking week. And Nobody wants to, you know, have to keep up with that. Like, it's it's not realistic. That's my guiding principle is just that you know your business best. Don't try to do all the things. Start with what is working. That moves into the next question I really wanted to ask you as a social media, digital media expert. People do often think that they have to be on social media. They have to be on Instagram. They have to be on mm-hmm. Facebook. They have to be everywhere. And they have to go viral. Otherwise, their business is going to fail, even though they loathe, and I am quoting the Grinch there because it's my favorite, (laughs) they loathe social media, but they think that they have to be there, otherwise their business is going to fail. 
What is your comment on that? What is your advice to that entrepreneur that thinks that? My advice is that social is a very, very powerful tool. It depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at it as going viral, you're just, it's not going to happen. Like, I don't recommend it for that. You should be on the social platforms that, one, you know you can manage, two, that you know your audience is on, and then I would say be on those for the purpose of sharing information and knowledge, not to go viral not to feel like your business is going to implode without it because that that's not true as well. I have a lot of clients who, you know, word of mouth, they they get a lot of business word of mouth, but if we think about social media as word of mouth this day these days, like that's why I think everybody should be on social. But I don't think that every business should be on Twitter and LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily think every business is going to benefit from Facebook and Instagram. It just it really depends on your business and when you know your business and your audience well, you know what is going to be best for you. Absolutely. I think that's great advice and I completely agree. It's always important to keep up with the industry, as Mm -hmm. you were saying, that there's new changes with social media, with email marketing, with TV. I mean, you name it. In the digital world, it's changing (laughs) every day. So what are some of the resources and tools you use that? It's that rabbit trail. Like I easily fall into the rabbit trail. And that's Probably why I'm good at what I do is because I, I let myself fall to the into that the hole for a little bit. But there are a couple resources that I really love. So one of them is I nerd out on social media marketing with Michael Selzner. They started that company a long, long time ago. I mean, before it was such a huge like online community, they were really one of the first and only places you can get real good updates on social media. So I still follow them to this day. I just went to San Diego this past year for social media marketing world which is just a great event that's how I sort of keep up on on that cutting innovative edge of the industry but there are a few emails that I follow as well they're just like daily emails that I get to get updates on what's going on in the industry without that overwhelm like they they are really good about giving like this is what's happening and I'm able to filter that out I spend time on it every day because that's you know, that's my craft. I have to I have to keep up on that. And that's part of what I do so that my clients don't have to keep up on it. I keep up on it. And then I filter through like what I think is most relevant, apply things that I need to. I think go into the rabbit hole, but yeah. remember to come out. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like allow yourself to learn, but maybe put a time limit on it. Use a Pomodoro timer. Absolutely. I like that idea because really it can be overwhelming, especially for small businesses, Mm -hmm. because you look at this big world, this big world of media, and they see all these businesses. They're like, I like that marketing. Mm -hmm. Well, that business probably has a billion dollars in their marketing budget. They have a whole team. They have a whole department that handles it. A whole building Mm -hmm. just to take photos. (laughs) Sometimes we get lost in the world of media and We think we have to live up to this certain standard when really it's just what works for you. And that's why I love your Mm -hmm. guiding principle because you know your business. You know what you have to offer. If you don't, take a step back and figure out (laughs) what you can offer. Staying up to date on your industry I think is really important. What sort of advice do you usually give to clients when you talk about staying up to date in their specific industry? Oh, that's a good question. Probably the same thing that I do. You know, I tell them to keep up in their space, like know what's going on. One of the, one little thing that I do like to have is a Google alert for things going on with keywords in 
in the industry. So if your in- industry is retail, a retail store, you might want to have some local business or retail keywords that you track in Google that just kind of, that kind of grabs that you know, the news around what's going on right now that day. And then you can kind of skim that and see if there's anything applicable. There's not, you know, I look at those emails, like you can get that email directly in your Gmail account. And that helps you keep up. But I think being part of associations in your industry as well is very important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do what you do best in your business. Like why you got in your business is because you love what that is that you're doing, whether it's your product or your service. And so staying up to date on that is hugely important. And yeah, I think those are some of the tips. I I think that there's so much information (laughs) out there for everything and anything that we need anymore. You know, Google's just filled with, with stuff. And so I think just keeping parameters around how long you spend and just focusing on those favorite resources in your industry. Very tangible tools to actually apply to not get lost in the world of all of the advice from all of the (laughs) experts because there's so many. (laughs) You mentioned the Mind Your Business podcast and you said that it was for mindset work. So tell us a little bit about that, why you listen to that. But overall, as an entrepreneur, how important is it and how do you stay in the right mindset? Because it can be overwhelming. It is, yeah. Mindset, I think, is probably number one. If you're lost in your mindset, well, first, let's go back. I think you always have to have somebody or something that's motivating you to push you forward a little bit more, whether that's a mentor. And because we have so many online resources, you can have a mentor that's not somebody you actually know in person. And so I would say that the Mind Your Business podcast is by James Wedmore, and he is one of those people for me. So I have... James Wedmore, Amy Porterfield, Gary Vaynerchuk, Michael Selzner. Those are probably like the four online mentors that I would say are people that are mentors to me. And I follow their podcast because they have just solid advice. And James Wedmore has been like the key to to me knowing as an entrepreneur when I'm struggling and how to kind of break through that. And usually my struggles as an entrepreneur are all mindset. It's not actually facts that are happening in my life, in the world, in my business. It's me limiting myself because of fear. And that's usually that's usually what limits us is our fear. And he has a really good, we talked about failure earlier. He has a really good saying, and I don't remember if I know the quote exactly, but he says, failure, it's not failure. It's either a lesson you needed to learn or it's an opportunity to grow. I think it's something like that. But that has always really resonated with me. And so I always keep that in mind. Because mindset is, is in my opinion, what's going to make or break you as a business owner. I think that is a great golden nugget just right there. The mindset is so important as yes. an entrepreneur. And I think having those resources, mm-hmm. it might be a mentor. It mm-hmm. might not be. It's different for everyone what that motivator is to get in the right mindset. Me and my husband right now are going to start the 75 hard. I'm sure you've heard wow. of it. Yes. <laughs> but the whole idea behind it is going after something that is hard, that seems impossible. Yes. And it's not even about finishing. It's about during, getting mm-hmm. in the right mindset, and pushing yourself every day. And I think that's what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Totally. I mean, you wake up every morning and you're 
oh crap, I don't have a nine to five. Like (laughs) I don't have to be to work at a certain time. I'm not sure when my next paycheck is coming. I Mm -hmm. make the rules myself. Maybe you have employees. You're in charge of them. I think all of that. Real deep there. You have to be in the right (laughs) mindset. You do. And I applaud you. You're helping many small businesses. It's my jam. (laughs) That's my goal is to help small businesses succeed because I know that it's lonely being a small business owner. Mm, That's a whole nother topic we could go down. (laughs) We'll have you back. We'll talk about that, the small business world. To end this, because it's not technically on theme and it is my podcast, so technically it could be on theme, but it's very close to my heart and you put it on your interview sheet. So my last question is, was this your favorite season of Stranger Things? And if it wasn't, what is your favorite season and who's your favorite character? Who's the main character to you? Okay, so, I mean, Eleven is feels like the main character to me. And she's just a very strong and independent, you know. But what I loved about this season with her is that you got to see the vulnerability. Like, mm. her need and, and you know, her, her need for her people. And I think that's so true in all of us. Like, we need our oh, people. We so need good. the support. And, you know, she's out there feeling alone in this whole season. And, I mean, spoiler, hopefully not everybody has. I know. Spoiler you know, alert. Sorry. sorry. You should have but. watched it by now. But. <laughs> you know, she seems, she's, like, so alone. And what I love about all of the seasons, and I was just thinking about this this season, was that, they seem to separate them a lot during the season. And then at the end, they come together and it's like this powerhouse explosion. And I feel like it relates to life and business is like when you're on your own, it's harder. And when you, But when you have that core, whether it's your team or your supporters or your mentors, like you come together and it's just like amazing. And so I don't know if this is my favorite season of of Stranger Things, but man, it was so good. I'm going to snap. I'm not good at snapping, but I think that (laughs) deserves snaps. And it actually fits into the whole theme of this. I don't know. I don't I don't think we planned that, but I mean I, I it did all it. worked it out. Clicked. It all worked out. You need your people and that's so yeah. true. Amanda, anything else you want to say to the listeners? This is really to get into the nitty-gritty of being an entrepreneur and inspire anyone who might be listening and maybe struggling with yep. being an entrepreneur or maybe they want to take that leap. Do you have any final advice for them? Find your people. Find people that help support you and push you because really I wouldn't be where I am today without the support of, you know, my core people pushing me and supporting and and believing in me because, you know, I just got my new tattoo that says believe in yourself Mm -hmm. because sometimes I have to remember that. And I think that when you have people around you that believe you, it really helps. Well, thank you for believing in me in this podcast and coming on and sharing your advice. And we'll have you back soon. I don't know if it'll be about small business or maybe Stranger Things, but we'll see. I'm I have a nerd out, nerd out <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And I hope this inspires you to go on and slay your way to making the impact only you can. Impact ignites your potential. Let's go.